Hello, welcome to my Sober Militia podcast. Today's episode is called Sober Feelings. I'll never forget the first time I actually encountered bad feelings in sobriety. It occurred after over a month of what I have referred to as easy sobriety. I was doing great in my sobriety. I was exercising every day, writing, accomplishing things I had wanted to accomplish for years, and all of a sudden it hit me. I had a bad day. I panicked. What does this mean? Am I going to fall off my path now? Does this mean all the good things I have experienced are gone? What do I do? Will I be able to find my way back? The questions poured out of me and I was scared. What I didn't realize was that the bad day had nothing to do with my drinking or not drinking. It had nothing to do with my successful sobriety or potential for relapse. My bad day had only to do with one thing. I was not used to feeling bad in sobriety. Up until that point, all of my days were really, really good. Before sobriety, I never allowed myself to feel bad. I drowned those feelings immediately upon arrival. On that first bad day of my sobriety, I simply had to understand something many people on this planet automatically know. It's okay to have a bad day. The next step was learning what to do with those normal feelings. Since I'm talking about feelings, let's be truly honest. It was not only bad feelings I avoided. If I was excited, I drank. If I was scared, I drank. If I was anxious, I drank. If I was breathing, I drank. I honestly can't think of an emotion I did not justify drowning in alcohol. When I look back at my time before sobriety, I spent most of my life numb. This is actually quite funny when you think about it. I mean, doesn't our drinking put us in touch with our feelings? We would drink and pour out our heart and soul to whoever was unfortunate enough to be in our vicinity. Or we would pour out our heart and soul to nobody at all. We were often very emotional in our drunken stupor. Our highs were extreme highs and our lows were extreme lows. I remember how I used to get into these manic moments of happiness while drinking. I wonder what my kids or even my dogs thought about me in those moments. Of course, I also got into those manic moments of depression too. I don't want to know how those moments affected my kids, partner, friends, and family. All these feelings I thought I was feeling were not really my feelings at all. They were simply reactions to my inebriation and they offered me nothing emotionally, physically, or even cognitively. The reason my first bad day in sobriety was so important for me was it forced me to realize how much I had missed in my life. While it may seem like a good idea to forget and drown out bad days, doing so only makes bad days worse. When we do not work through our bad days, they tend to compound and create other problems we could have avoided if we were emotionally present enough to do so. Drowning out good days doesn't really make any sense at all. At the moment, we think we are adding to the high by drinking. In the end, we are only numbing ourselves to the happiness we could have enjoyed while ensuring 
it is an incredibly short-lived high. We wake up hungover, feeling like shit, and then struggle to piece the happiness of the night prior back together. What could have been a night of celebration and joy turns out to be a night of regret and loathing. No matter how we look at it, drinking not only suppresses our positive, happy feelings, but actually decreases any potential we have for happiness at all. What we thought was a way to add to our joy turns out to be the polar opposite. Alcohol erases all semblance of pleasure, leaving us confused, saddened, sick, and alone. Now that we know and are aware of what drowning our feelings does to us, how do we go about allowing ourselves to begin to feel again? When we're not used to feeling much at all, feeling anything can be quite scary, disorienting, and even a little terrifying. I feel comfortable saying I was somewhat terrified the first time I felt a bad day in sobriety. It felt as though I would imagine a child feels during their first temper tantrum. I wanted to throw a fit. I wanted to jump up and down, pound my fists on a table, and yell at someone. Since I was not numbing my feelings with alcohol, those actions were the only thing I could come up with to deal with the unwanted feelings I was feeling. It is important to be patient and kind to ourselves in the early stages of feeling again. We are just not used to it, and that is okay. While patience and kindness is a virtue at this time, we also must begin rethinking how we react to emotional stimuli. When learning how to deal with our feelings again, I like to call on something I learned while I was teaching scuba diving. The underwater environment is a foreign and potentially tumultuous world. We are not meant to breathe underwater, so when things go wrong, and our breathing naturally increases, the underwater environment can turn deadly rather quickly. To combat the problems and feelings associated with a foreign environment, I taught my students a four-step approach to avoid overreacting to problems or feelings. First, stop. Before we can make any positive changes to a situation, we need to stop what we are doing. Continuing forward only exacerbates the problem. Two, think. Once we have stopped what we are doing, we have the time and ability to think about what happened. Three, evaluate. Now that we stopped and thought about what happened, we can make an informed decision about what to do next. Four, act. This is the key. We act instead of reacting to a situation. When unwanted feelings or situations occur, instead of drowning them in alcohol, we must stop, think, evaluate, and react. In the past, we used to only react to situations and feelings. Think back on your active addictions and try to come up with a time when reacting benefited you. Reacting pretty much ensures a negative result. This happens because by reacting, we do not act from a place of informed decision-making. We act from a place of emotional stress. Whether our reaction to the stress is to drink or simply freak out, the result will be the same. As I taught my students, 
The most important step in the four-step approach is the first one. Stop. Until we stop what we are doing, we cannot effectively make a positive change. How does this look when dealing with feelings? Let's take a look at one of the most obvious feelings for which we like to justify our drinking. Anger. Early in my sobriety, I remember having an incredibly volatile argument with my son's mother about his well-being during the early stages of the lockdown. Whether my anger was warranted or not, at the end of the conversation, I was heated, angry, and spinning. In the past, I would have begun drinking before the conversation had even ended. I would have justified my drinking by convincing myself it would help me calm down. In reality, it would have only escalated my emotional state, lowered my inhibitions, and ended up causing the situation to spiral out of control. When the conversation was over, I had two options. I could either drink, or I could take the advice I gave my students. I chose the latter. I sat down and did nothing for a few minutes. I didn't even try to think about my anger. I just sat my ass down and stopped. It took virtually no time for my emotions to begin to de-escalate. Once my emotions calmed a little, I was then able to think about what was causing my emotions and my anger. Understanding why we feel a certain way gives us an enormous amount of power and control over our feelings. Once I understood why I was feeling angry, I was then able to formulate a plan to deal with my feelings. I wrote an informed and thoughtful email to my son's mom about my concerns, and we ended up working out the problem. Having a bad day has nothing to do with our drinking or not drinking. It has nothing to do with our potential for relapse or failure. Having a bad day just means we are human. What separates us from normal people is how we deal with those bad days. Do we react as we did in our addictive state or do we act from a place of intention as we now do in sobriety? The difference really does begin with the first step in dealing with our problems. Stop what isn't working and formulate an informed and effective plan to do something that does work. I've talked about feelings before in my blogs, but I can never get over how important it was for me the first time I realized that for the majority of my adult life, I wasn't allowing myself to feel. It was a revelation that still affects me today because it was so powerful at the time. And I wrote about some examples of that in my blog today. But in a more general term, it was just that idea of having a bad day and having absolutely no understanding of how to deal with it when it first occurred in sobriety. Because like you've heard me talk about before, I've had a really great experience in sobriety. It's been quite easy and I talk a lot about that. And so when I had this bad day, I remember the panic I felt that it was over. Like all the stuff I'd been working towards, all the things I, were, I was doing, all the 
accomplishments, accomplishments, sorry, were um, gone. I thought they were just erased, and it terrified me. And I think in that first moment, I thought that was the the drinking thing. It was about the drinking, and I was going to fall off and relapse and never be able to find my way back. But then it occurred to me, and it took a little bit of time, but I leaned back on some of the things I learned in therapy, and it occurred to me that it, it had nothing to do with drinking. I wasn't missing drinking, and that's not why I was having a bad day. I was having a bad day because I'm a human. Plain and simple. That was it. I'm human. But in the past, I'd always covered those up so quickly. If I was having a bad day, I couldn't wait to get home and drink immediately. I'd put off everything else I had planned, get that drink in me so I could not feel that bad day. So I didn't know how to deal with it. And that revelation was pretty eye-opening in a lot of ways because then it forces you to think about the opposite side of that. It's not just bad days that cause us to drink. Because I used to drink when I was excited, happy, anxious, scared, joyful, whatever. Like I said in the blog, if I was breathing, I had a reason to drink. And even though the drinking for the bad days was a way to hide the bad, the drinking in the good days is really interesting too because in that moment, I think we believe we are adding to the joy by drinking. When in reality, what we are doing is suppressing that joy that we could be feeling if we were present. And we make that joy short-lived because once we go to sleep and wake up and hung over and feel like crap, can't remember what we did the next day, that joy that should have been there gets erased pretty quickly. And so it doesn't matter on what level you're doing this, you know, or what reason you're doing the drinking. Whatever emotion is happening at that time, you're either burying it or suppressing it or not allowing yourself to feel it. And if you can't feel the feelings, if you don't know what's happening, you can never deal with them. And that includes the positive. I mean, how sad is it to look back at a life and think about all the really good things that have happened that I missed because I was drinking. So I didn't allow myself to truly enjoy them. I remember the first concert I went to was one of my favorite bands. Um, after going into sobriety, and it was ZZ Ward, and I remember being present at that concert sober, and in the middle of the concert thinking, "Wow, this is like lasting forever," and I'm just going to remember every moment of it. And that was such a cool feeling to realize. That that's how my life was going to be moving forward. So this idea of feelings and sobriety is is a big deal, and it's something that I think that doesn't get talked about a, a lot. I mean, I know it might be part of some of the programs and and things like that that we do on our own, but as a community, you know, talking about these positive feelings or the negative feelings and the fact that it's okay to have them and to experience them. And uh, the fact that when we do experience these feelings, we are able to either keep them going when they're positive or fix them when they're negative. Um, and that's something we are, weren't doing for a long part of our lives. 
And so in the blog, I also throw in this idea of how we deal with problems because problems tend to be a big part of where I see people relapse. And if we don't have an effective way to do that, then our fallback is always going to be the bottle. And so I talked about when I was in uh, teaching scuba and one of the things we taught scuba divers was this four-step approach to dealing with a problem. And in the blog, I equated that as well as to feelings. So if we have a problem or we have a bad feeling, step one is to stop what we're doing. Because if you keep doing what you're doing, you're only going to exasperate whatever's happening, whether it's a problem or a feeling. It's just going to continue or get worse. Second thing we want to do once we've stopped is think about it. What happened? We have to put some thought into why am I here? Why am I in this place with this thought or this feeling or this problem? And then once we understand what happened or what caused the problem or feeling, at that point, then we can evaluate the next steps. And if we spend time evaluating our steps based on the knowledge that we now have, because we took the time to look at the problem or the feeling, then we have the ability to make that informed decision and act. And for a lot of us, especially addicts, I think, our immediate go-to with a bad feeling or a problem is to react. And I believe that reaction piece is crucial to everything that has to do with sobriety. Because until we get control of that, that, uh, what are we trying to say? That uh, what we're used to doing by just reacting to situations, until we get rid of that, I think we're gonna struggle. But we start dealing with those things, approach them from a different angle, giving ourselves times to process them and evaluate what's going on and make good decisions, then we can start moving forward and into that idea I keep talking about with easy sobriety. So I hope this uh, resonated with you a little bit. Maybe it gave you something you could try the next time you're having a bad day. And, I, you know, I got to be honest in saying that I think too often we take that bad day and turn it into struggle with sobriety. And I think we don't have to do that. Let bad days be bad days. It might last the whole day. Let it happen. Get up the next day and start anew. I think that's okay, too. Hope you guys are all doing well. One more day. We got the weekend coming up. I'm going to be heading out to Colorado to do some snowboarding. Um, and so I will either be doing my next blog and podcast on Tuesday or from Colorado Monday morning. We'll see how it goes. Hope you guys are doing great. Stay strong. Stay safe. Stay sober. <laughs>